Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Morning, Paige. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm well. What are we talking about today? Talking about neurodiversity and exercise. Um, so exercise is um, any activity that requires physical effort uh, to, and it's carried out to sustain or, in, or improve health and fitness. Um, health experts recommend that you get at least 150 minutes of moderate, moderate intent, intensity workout a week. So that's about 30 minutes a day, five days a week. Um, and for the neurodiverse, well, obviously exercise is important for everyone. It has physical benefits and it also has mental benefits, but it's even more important for people <clears throat> who are neurodiverse, especially those who have ADHD when you work out, when you exercise, you release, your brain releases dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter that gives you pleasure and attention. And it's something that we ADHDers don't make a lot of. So, which is why when you're done working out, you usually feel pretty renewed and happy afterward and exhausted, obviously, but you feel renewed and you're happy and you have better attention and everything. Um, for the ADHD brain, I guess there are th three types of exercise, groups of exercises that are the most beneficial. There's agility, which is the ability to change your body position quickly and requires there to be like isolated movements. Um, you want to think about like, You've seen people do those things with like all the tires that are lined up and they like quickly step in yeah. each tire as they go I through. Have, That's I like agility training. So, yeah. So like um, I know in high school and in like volleyball, when I did volleyball, we did um, ladder drills. So there's like mm -hmm. strings and stuff with like, they look like ladder and you can do like a bunch of different exercises with them. Football players do this a lot. Um, I think when Jack did track, track he probably does a ton did of those. It. Yep. Um, there's um, putting like one leg forward, a single leg forward, and then hopping. So like you're like, I don't know, really. There's like a bunch of examples. I tried to pick the ones that most people could probably figure out. I mean, if you ever played any, any organized sport, sport then part of done. your like warm up so, training was agility yeah. training and then there's balance training which is good <laughs> for those who have ADHD and people with dyslexia i would assume probably autism and if you were dyspraxic these would probably also be helpful because you're pretty clumsy usually not to call you out it's okay i'm clumsy too um, and that is obviously doing exercises that help your balance. So pretending that you're on a tightrope and putting one foot in front of the other really close, that's a way to um, 
help your balance. Um, jumping, balancing one on one foot would help. Uh, lifting a barbell or a dumbbell on your foot would help mm-hmm. your balance. Um, I used to have a trainer that used to make me balance on one foot for as long as I could. And then once I could do that, then she would make me balance on one foot um, with my eyes closed and just closing your eyes like makes a huge difference. Of course, my balance is bad. Um, And then um, she would also like make me do like that, like tippy bird exercise. So you're on one leg and you put one leg out like straight behind you and your arms and your head go straight out. Right. So you look Um, like one of those little, birds that drinks yeah. water you know what i mean i think so maybe um, people my age will know what i mean I um, um okay <laughs> used um, to be this thing when i was a kid that you would put into water and um, it it would tip over and oh. it was shaped like a little bird oh. so if you're old like me you know what i'm talking about and okay. that's what it looks like um <laughs> yoga is all balance so well, not all of it, but well, not a quite a bit of it. Um, and then the last one is cardio. Obviously, everyone knows what cardio is. Cardio is any exercise, any type of exercise that gets your heart rate up and keeps it for a prolong keeps it up for a prolonged amount of time. So that's anything like biking, hiking, swimming, um, doing burpees if you're super cool. Um, Jogging, dancing, jump roping, stair climbing, mountain climbing, jumping jacks, stuff like that. Um, and then why it is. So I've already explained this, but obviously physically exercise is good for you. It keeps your body healthy. Um, you know, we didn't mention like weight training and stuff and it's not specific to neurodiversity, but like you should still be weight training if you don't want like osteoporosis or something when you're old. Right. So like, but if you're like trying to target like specific, better focus during the day, those three types of exercise are good. I'm not Um, saying the other ones are bad. Yes. Oops. Um, so exercise is also good for your mental well-being. Um, exercise can reduce, reduce depression um for the same reason like the whole dopamine thing it makes you happy um and um it's i guess a different way so like i guess if medicine doesn't work for you and you have adhd i guess exercise can be a way to manage adhd i have multiple clients that manage Exercise through exercise. exercise, They have chosen not to take meds for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. And so they wake up and they do a workout. Then they work for a while at lunch. They work out Um, at the end of the day. They might work out or, um, you know, they might like run up and down the stairs in their office building. If they know they have to like sit down in a meeting for a while in the after later afternoon or something, right? Um, a lot of companies uh, have gyms in their buildings for their employees to use. So um, I have at least 
four clients that I can think of off the top of my head um, that um, that use exercise to completely control their ADHD. They're on no meds. Right. So, mm-hmm. so you can. If you want. You should consult your doctor first. If it's though. the right match for you, right? Like, mm-hmm. yes, you should control consult your doctor. And like your other family members or people that are significantly important to you because their perspective might be useful in that information, right? Like I've had clients like go off their meds and their wife or their significant others like oh yeah no like the exercise isn't enough for you i see a difference right so um you definitely want to consult others okay um yes outcomes so outcomes for people with uh, adults with adhd i found were that it eases stress and anxiety uh, it improves impulse control and reduces compulsive behavior. Um, it enhances your working memory. Uh, it improves executive functions, which are planning, organizing, memory. Yeah, all the <clears throat> things that we struggle task with. Task initiation, um, in, uh, inhibition, metacognition. There's all kinds of them. It helps you stay at a healthy weight because people with ADHD are more likely to become obese. Keyword being healthy weight. You don't want to over-exercise and become unhealthy. Right. I mean, stay at a healthy weight. People who, the only like downside to exercise is like, if you decide to do that form of exercise, it's like you start like being a runner or something you really like get used to getting that like runner's high. I also have a client who's like addicted to exercise, right? Because addictive personalities, people with ADHD can become addicted to anything. Um, And so, yeah, you don't want to be underweight because you're exercising like 10 hours a day. That's not healthy either. Um. It increases levels of brain-deprived neuro, like, protein things, which I guess also people with ADHD's brains don't make enough of. It didn't really go into detail. It's just some sort of protein. Factor protein. Hmm. That helps with learning and memory. So, that's good. Learning's good. good. Yeah, and memory's good. Um. It reduces your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and certain types of cancer. It also Which you're all more prone to because of poor eating habits. And the obesity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps your blood pressure and cholesterol levels normal. In the normal range. Um, and it improves your mood and self-esteem. Which is probably also low because you have ADHD. So right. all around, it's good to exercise. Yeah. So I have a bunch of clients who need like no encouragement to exercise, right? They have ADHD, heavy on the age, and they're constantly outside. Or like, I have like 
student clients that are in high school or in college that play multiple sports. Like these people, especially because we live in Colorado, some people just have like a super active lifestyle, right? Like if it's the weekend, they're outside hiking or trail riding or whatever, right? But people who have ADHD with a presentation type of inattentive might need some help. How would they, what should they do, Paige? Um, So you want to find an exercise or a type of workout that you know that you enjoy. So like when I was younger, I loved jump roping, something that I loved to do. So I bought it. Well, this, so, and then I, so I bought a jump. So you could like buy a jump rope. And you can jump rope. That's a form of exercising. Or if you liked to hula hoop, you can, there's weighted hula hoops, or you can buy like a normal $2 hula hoop from Walmart. That works too. I like the weighted hula hoop that I have because it's nice and weighted and it, like, it's hard to do, but it's more of a workout. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go on a walk um either like especially forward like a dog or something or yeah. get a dog so or that you get have a dog. get a big dog yeah little don't dogs get, don't necessarily don't get a Yorkie go, to go on, running on a three <laughs> mile walk a big dog would though um we could go on a walk just turn on the radio like in the morning or if you were at home you could go during your lunch break that's what my boyfriend does he'll go on a walk in the morning and then he's all like cute stuff so then he'll go on a walk during his lunch break because he works at home most of the time um just dance i have a client that dances he puts on like his favorite music in the morning and he dances while he's making his bed he dances while he's brushing his teeth. Does he live right? alone? He does live alone. <laughs> okay. But, but quite frankly, if he wasn't dancing, he probably wouldn't brush his teeth or make his bed. Okay. <laughs> so, right? Like, so those, those, like the dancing is fun. And so it makes him like tolerate brushing his teeth and making his bed. Right. Um. You could exercise with a friend because no one likes exercising alone. It's more fun to exercise with a friend. Mm -hmm. You have that accountability because that person, if they're like a neurotypical friend, they'll be like, get your butt out of bed. We're going to go work out and they'll keep you accountable. Um, You could listen to music or a podcast or something if you enjoy doing that. That you like. The, usually what my clients will do is they'll assign a specific podcast that they really like specifically to exercise. So I can only listen to this podcast or the new episodes of this podcast if I'm taking a bike ride, doing a walk on the treadmill, whatever exercise they're doing, right? That way it's not like... That way they know the two things are tied together. So if it's more like, you know, sort of their role to make sure they're they're doing it. I just post mine on a calendar, what I'm going to do on my refrigerator so everybody can see it in the house. So that's enough accountability for me. But there's also like, <clears throat> if you don't specifically have like one person 
that's a friend that wants to necessarily work out with you. You could do like, there's tons of like meet up bicycling groups, running groups. So you could do a meetup group that does some kind of exercise. Sometimes paying for a trainer will make somebody work out, but money isn't always the greatest motivator for people with ADHD. For some people it is, but for some people it's not. What else? How else are you going to get yourself moving? You can get a job like me. You can work in retail, specifically a grocery store. You're always moving and you're always like lifting heavy stuff. You could do that. Mm -hmm. You get paid and get physical exercise. <laughs> sure. Um, if you work, if you, if your workplace and your home are close enough together, you could walk to work on a nice day mm -hmm. or bike to work instead of driving your car. You save the planet too. That's a plus. Absolutely. Um, you could um, make it a game with mm -hmm. like other, probably more likely other like neurodiverse people. You can make it like a competition who can work out the most. Right. There's that, um, the most amount of days. God, there's an app. There's a running app. Stratara, Stratara, maybe. I'm not sure what it is. I don't use it, but a client was telling me about it because it's this app and you like have your friends in this group. And, you know, if Johnny got up and did a five mile run this morning, damn, I better get my ass up and go do it too because everybody will know if I don't like it automatically posts for you that you went for a run or that you went for a walk right so um is how i understand the app work so that might be motivating um my client one of my clients started a uh, instagram account that was like just her close families and friends are on it um and it's not under her actual name um but she posts pictures post-workout. So like you can tell she was working out because like she's all sweaty and her hair's all, you know, crazy. Um, and that's how she keeps accountable because everybody sees her Facebook posts. Instagram. Instagram, sorry. Instagram posts. She also posts like a schedule of like in the beginning of the week or the month or whatever. She posts a schedule of what she's going to do. And then she posts the workout things. Um as well so that's not quite the same um accountability as like doing it with somebody but it's definitely you know a form of accountability whatever works for you um i think in general though it's like once you get like a few workouts in in a row most people can automatically tell that their brain is functioning better Right. And so that's, so then the hard thing is like, if you go on vacation, getting back into the rhythm after vacation, um, takes a little bit more motivation than, than when they're like in their normal routine. 
or if you get sick or something, right? So I have this one client who, when we started working together, he was not working out at all. He considers himself now somebody who works out on a regular basis and he works out like four or five days a week. Um, but he hurt himself. He hurt his back. And so um, now just in the spot where he would normally be doing whatever kind of workout, he does like different things that are still exercise, but are like not hurting his back just so that he doesn't lose the habit of like getting dressed, going to the gym and doing something there. Right. He's certainly not doing like the same intense workout he was doing because he's trying to heal his back. But um, that's the other thing is like, if you are not somebody who's been like a big workouter before, you probably want to like maybe do a class or hire a trainer or something so that you make sure you're doing the exercises correctly because form of exercise is important if you don't want to become injured. Yes. Yeah. Anything else about exercise, Paige? No. Uh, there was this website that I kept pondering about or like note seeing. Um, that book, um, ADHD 2.0 by um, Hollowell and, and Rowdy are really good. Real, it, it like talks about exercise a lot in that book as well because that's um, a big way about how they, excuse me, about what they do for their their ADHD. Okay, so there's so this what's blog, upside? this blog that I kept noticing popping up. It's called inclusivefitness.com, and it kept it. It's uh this dude, this man. I don't know his name. But he works. He's he works with people who are neurodiverse. He's like part of some sort of autism. So what's it called? Called inclusive fitness. Um, I'm checking it out because we're not in the same room. Um, one that popped up when I just type in into Google when you type in neurodiversity and exercise one of these things pops up and I like clicked on it because of the, like the wording that it was it had said a specialized exercise program for neurodiverse people has been proven to decrease lethargia and anxiety improve attention and provide social engagement all of which contribute to an improved quality of life and I was like okay what specialized exercise program is this but it like doesn't say it doesn't it looks like it's an actual physical location in in uh okay. Massachusetts Massage, okay so, so um go dude in Massachusetts helping people with neurodiversity because I'm looking at yes. the page now too yeah um, okay and it looks like it's a like actual physical gym that you have to go to. So oh, I just thought it was a blog. So I was like, what, no, it looks like it's a business and they've got this? like a ton of coaches. I'm looking at their staff. They have a ton of coaches, um, including a, and a nutritionist and an OT 
And this is super cool. This guy should franchise his business. Um, I don't want to buy one of them, but you know, there are neurodiverse people in other states and communities that probably want to go work out. So I guess um, if you live in Massachusetts, you should look this up. You should. It's in um, West Roxbury, Massachusetts. If you live near there, they've got a five-star, 26 five-star reviews. Um, <clears throat> so it looks super cool. And all the people on here who are exercising look like they're having a good time. <laughs> So, yeah, and they're definitely are doing agility training because you see pictures of, like, the things that they do. Yeah. So they do, like, a whole, like, intake form and interview and an assessment and then make a program for you. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they coach people via Zoom as well. I have no idea. But, you know, it looks cool. Cool. All right. Um, any other thoughts? No. 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 All right. Say goodbye, Paige. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at thendtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.